take inventory of yourself. There are some things that we ask God to do, but some of the things are our responsibility. And what we try to do here, what I try to do here is, is to make sure that we are doing what we're supposed to do. Because we know God is gonna do what he's supposed to be doing. That's right. And sometimes we lay on him what we're supposed to do and then we wonder why it's not coming out all right. Are you with me? And so we talked about to edit yourself, to make a change that's correct. There are some things that you need to make a change in and correct some things. And when you edit yourself, that's what you do. You edit yourself, you, you're saying to you, first of all, you say to yourself, I wanna make a change and correct some things in my life. And if we don't know what those things are, we ask the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us in the direction we need to go and to help us to edit ourselves. And then the Holy Spirit will uh, divide the things that we can, are in control of and the Holy Spirit will divide, get some things that he wants to be control of. Does that make sense? And then when you do this, you, you, we have to learn that we give the devil too much credit. Say amen to that. Amen. You see, there's a lot of things we're talking about. Satan this, this the devil this. Devil ain't got no. Devil ain't got nothing to do with that. Devil ain't got nothing to do with that. That's us. All right. And so what we do is all the time. The old folks used to do it all the time. They glorify the devil. You're glorifying the devil, talking about well, the devil stopped this. The devil done this. The devil, no, no, no. You done that, right? He had nothing to do with that. So we don't want to. In this church, we don't want to give the devil any 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 credit for something that he's not credit for. Actually, if you save, say yes, if you saved, well then the devil ain't got any power. He doesn't have any power over you, right? Because the Bible says greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So the matter of fact is you have the power over him. Now there's some people that will be acting a fool and going behind your back talking. That's just some folk talking. And we blame that on the devil. Ignore that stuff. You see, we're giving them too much credit. And so what we're going to do, we're talking about our individual lives. What can I do as an individual to be a better Christian, right, and to worship God? You know one way that you worship God that we don't talk about is how we live. Yes, it's not, you know, there's praise and worship. You worship God and praise God by how you live. That's every day. If I, when I get up uh, in the mornings, that day starts, that day, I thank God for waking me up and I praise and worship him by living the way he would have me to live. And then you remember we talked in Lamentations 3 and 40, let us examine our ways and test them and let us return to the Lord. So that was last week, remember? We asked, we're gonna let us examine our, examine our ways and test them and return to the Lord. I don't care who you are, there's been sometimes, I don't know, when we've done things that are not godlike. And, you know, it's hard, not, it's not God-like. And so we have to, but when we examine ourselves or edit ourselves, then we can look at what we've done today uh, and at the end of the day and say, oh, that wasn't God-like. That's right. I need to pray about that. I need to apologize to my wife. I need to apologize to my husband or, or my children or whatever it is because in examining my ways, that is not Lord-like. And so I need to return back to the God because, you know, I have my own agenda you sometimes, it's still there. Even though I'm saved, there's still Johnny in there, you see. And he's got his own ways of thinking and processing. And see, he, but I don't want to listen to that dude. 
Yeah, because yeah, yeah, he, he, yeah, he definitely needs to turn back to the Lord, all right? But the more power that I allow the Holy Spirit to be in my life, you can make those changes. That's right. Because the Holy Spirit will reveal to you what you need to do, and the, but he gives you the power to make the very changes you need to make in your life. Because some things that you think that's a problem in your life really is not a problem in your life. But some things are just life. You understand? I know that I, the old folks used to say, and I done figured it out now, that I've gotten a little older. Oh, the devil is in my knees. Uh, that old arthritis, the devil's got it. They ain't got to know the devil. That's right. You see, yeah, right. I, I get up now and things are popping in my knees. It's called 75 and all the things that I've done Amen. years ago. Right? You see what I'm saying? So I ain't going to give the devil credit for that. Just say, all right, take my time getting up one step at a time. I'll be all right once they loosen up. You see? And so it said, let us take good look at, at the ways we are living, okay, and reorder our lives under God. Let's get back under, reorder our lives under God. Because it's sometimes, being saved, we can get astray. We can get astray, so we need to do those things. So this week we want to talk about uh, once you edit yourself. See, a lot of, have you ever, uh, ladies probably know more about this than men, you look in your closet and there's some stuff that you don't need. And you edit it and you don't need it. But you never threw it out. Are you what I'm talking about? You see, well, uh, John uh, 3 and 30, uh, John the Baptist is one of my favorite scriptures, just very little. He says, he must increase, but I must decrease. One of the most difficult things it is, in other words, I must get out of the way, okay? unless Christ get in the way. You see, you understand that? I, I got to get smaller and let him get bigger. Because before I was saved, before we get saved, we were big in our own way of thinking, in our own way of processing. But if you want to be a powerful Christian, woman or man, what you got to say to yourself, let me, let me increase and let God decrease in my life. And that is a prayer that you can do every day. You can do that. Uh, uh, when you sit down and, and, and you pray and, and, and stuff that's going on in your home and you want peace in your home, you can ask God, oh, wait a minute, let our ideals, our philosophies uh, uh, increase and let God's word of God decrease. Does that make sense? You see? And so even in any relationship, if you want that relationship to stand, if you really want that relationship to stand, you got to get self out of the way. I'm talking to Christians now, right? You got to get self out of the way. So you got to say, self, you need to increase. Decrease, Decrease excuse me. Yeah, you see? So we can go, I always do that. Every time I always get those backwards. So uh, you see, that's, that's, that's the flesh. Amen. You see? So we need to do that and so we can become who God would have us to be. Does that make sense? All right, so here we go today. Turn to Philippians chapter 3. I'm going to read verse 7 and 8 and then 12 and 14. Mm -hmm. And this is talking about being radical like Paul spoke. He says in verse 7, Yet all of the accomplishments that I once took credit for, I have now forsaken them. Now, this is what Paul, Paul is radical. So we have to be radical. See, he's very radical. If you become a Christian, there ought to be some areas of your life that you're radical. You know, it's like, it's like I don't know what time. What time did the Chiefs play today? 3.15? Seven o'clock. 
people are radical. Man, we'll wear the chief uh, gear and all of that. We can't wait and some people have food ready and some people have iced tea and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> ready and uh, all that, and so that, but they're radical. It's a celebration, it's a Sunday celebration because we're gonna watch the chief. And some folks are really radical about that stuff. Right. I mean, they're so radical that you know, they'll, have, they'll get out there and when the gate opens, yeah, and, and stay three or four hours before they go inside. Right. But they radical. Well, we should be radical about how we live our Christian life, right? You see, and so Paul spoke, and he was very radical, you see? And so this is why that thing that I get turned around backwards, you see, that's why we need to get it together as Christians. We need to get ourselves out the way and get radical. You, get to, you ought to be so radical in our lives that we want to walk as Christ, talk as Christ, think as Christ, and allow the Spirit of Christ to move in our lives. There's no time in the history that there are people who will talk to me and say, that, you ever see anything like what's going on now? And I tell them I never even heard of anything that was going on now right. when I was younger, right. you see. And so we got to, but we as Christians got to get radical so we can handle these things that are before us. Yeah. They're not going to go away. When this virus goes, something else is coming up. Right. There's always something that's going to come up that we have to deal with. Does that make sense? I mean, there's, you know, sickness is always going to be here. You know, we got this, this uh, uh, I call it plague, but you all remember this, uh, all these different flus we deal with. Mm -hmm. We've had flus that's been going on. We've had stuff for uh, measles and uh, chicken pox and all these kind of things that's been going on. So there's nothing new about sickness, but I have never seen so many people divided by this thing, you see? Folks getting in fights over this stuff, you see? You leave me alone. I got my ideals, I'm gonna leave you alone, you got your ideals. And then some places, you have to compromise, you see? Because I made a commitment to do certain things and I'm not gonna let something new come around and I lose my commitment. Does that make sense? And once you make a commitment to do something, you don't allow anything to come and make you change the commitment because your commitment to, is forever. Because yeah. right. you know, God's done heard that. Right. This ain't a pass. Right. All right? So we want to be very radical, even about things that we want to buy and things that we think are important in our lives. Paul says here, I want you to start again, please. Again, he said, yet all of the accomplishments that I once took credit for, mm -hmm. I've now forsaken them. He says, all those things that I used to take credit for, I've now forsaken them. You know, that's the I people. Mm -hmm. You know, I done this, I done this, I done this. He says, he's forsaken all that stuff. And I, and I teach you all, I's only good in between S and N. That's right. Okay. He says, I regarded all as nothing compared to the delight of experiencing Jesus Christ as my Lord. And, and, and there's nothing, and, and some of you all can say amen to this if you know what I'm talking about. There ain't nothing, nothing like uh, the experience you had with Jesus Christ your Lord. That's right. You see, I, I mean, there ain't nothing like it. it. I mean, you talk about a life-changing 
and a, 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 an excitement and a joy, there's nothing like that. Right. Anything else in your life has been temporary. Mm -hmm. You know, I've taught you all, happiness is brought on by happenings, mm -hmm. but joy is forever. Yeah. And joy is a, is a spiritual thing, yeah. and God is the only one that can give you joy because joy goes to the spirit, not the mind. Happiness is a mindset. And many of you all know that. There's some people that you were happy with, were happy with, right? You see, and those folks are gone now, right? But if you have experienced Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you've got that joy, unspeakable joy. Are you with me? All right. He says, to truly know him meant letting go of everything from my past. And there's one of the things that we, listen to me, people, let, you got to let go of your past. Good or bad. It ain't going to do you no good. You see, a lot of people are still in pain because of something that happened to them in their past. And you'll get stuck there. And you can't move forward. You see, and it'll keep, it brings pain every time you think about it. Yeah. You gotta let that stuff go. Yeah. You see, even uh, men, you know, we have to let uh, our past go uh, at a certain age. Come on. Yeah, yeah, it ain't, nothing's working like it used to work. Amen. At all. You see, so you gotta let your past, yeah, that's, you know. I was talking to uh, a Brother Gerald, if he didn't mind, talking about his father getting up on a ladder and falling and got a mess. Bones broken and all kinds of serious stuff he's going to go through. You can die from that. Right. There comes a time when the, uh, uh, you, you leave the ladder alone. Right. Yeah, you, that's what I do. I have somebody that does that for me. And I feel so good about it. I'm, I'm able to call somebody else to do, and they go up and do it for me. Right? right? And God has put me in a position to use common sense and keep myself off the ladder. You see? You see? There, I can't do that anymore. I can't do that anymore. There was a time when I used to run to the gym. It was three miles to the gym. Uh, I'd run to the gym, work out, and run three miles back. Drive to the gym. Work out. And drive back. Do you understand what I'm saying? So we have to, you know... The, 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 all of those things that used to be are used to be. You got to use common sense. Are y'all ready? All right, here we go. Pastor, what you're saying, Paul says it this way throwing all my boasting on the garbage heap. Yep, he says put all that all boasting on the what? Garbage heap. Garbage heap. That's where you need to throw it. He says, you need to throw that thing, throw that away somewhere. Well, you know how you, you throw it away. You know, you ladies, you, know, you can only do so much. So much, and you need to get rid of that. You can only get so much Botox, or whatever they call that stuff. Yeah, and throw that up and live your life. Right. Enjoy your life. You see, enjoy the most important thing in your life, is experiencing the power of the Holy Spirit in your, in your, in your spirit. And there's a, you become a beautiful person. You see, you are beautiful, you know that. There's nobody like you, you know that. You're beautiful in God's eyesight, you know that. You see? You understand that? I don't know. When people say things about you, you shouldn't be concerned about that. You don't let anybody else mirror you. You kidding me? You see? So, so ladies, say this, I am beautiful. Created in the image of God. The scripture tells you that. Say amen to that. 
Yeah, the scripture tells you that. That ain't just me telling you that, you see? And, and, and see, and, and men, we need to be under this thing about when they kind of put us all in the same thing, you know? No, we're not. We have a God conscious now. Don't compare us with, with some folks out here. We have God conscious now. We take care of our families. We, we, we go to work. You understand what I'm saying? For some of you all, you pay your child support. We do the right thing because we have God conscious. Say, say that, men. I have God conscious. I have God conscious. All right, so we, are we learning anything? All right. Paul said, like all that boasting, he went on to say that it's all like a pile of manure to Yes, and I couldn't wait to say that. Uh, I love that. Paul says it's all like a pile of manure. You see? And y'all know what that is. That's what he's saying. All that's just like a pile of manure. It's the Bible. Don't get all caught up. And, and it's, it's good for it to say to tell what it really is. You see, we want pretty messages. It's a pile of manure, according to the scriptures. King J says it on. It's the same thing. And if we was in the street, we'd use another thing for it. It's the same thing. All right? I got off with that. Same word, just like me. Yuck. The message says it this way. He says, yes, all the things that I once thought were so important are gone in my life. And see, all the things that he says, Paul, this is Paul talking, everything that I was important are gone in my life. Do you remember all the things that you strived for? That stuff is gone. Jobs, all that stuff is gone. You mean, I see people, we work so hard, like jobs. You can work really hard for a job and get the promotion and get the titles and all that stuff, and then what? it's gone, you see? You got laid off or somebody else got the job or you, it wasn't all that you thought it would be. You see, are you, are you with me? He says, it's all gone compared to the high privilege of knowing Christ Jesus as my master. And say, so everything's gone in my life, but compared to the high privilege of knowing that Jesus Christ is my master, that is the most important thing in your life. I'm telling you, there's nothing more important in your life than having Jesus Christ as your master. You remember when things and people were your master because your master is anything that you listen to that you respond to. But now you don't do that anymore. Jesus Christ is your master. He said, firsthand, everything I once thought I had going for me is insignificant. Yeah, everything, that, come on y'all, everything that you thought was really together is insignificant. You know, just insignificant. The only thing that we worry about now is health is health. If I could stay healthy and not work out, I wouldn't work out. You see, people think, oh, you look good in your, no, that ain't what I'm, I'm doing this so I don't get sick. So I can stay healthy. Because all that stuff's insignificant. You see, you see, it's messing up my wardrobe anyway. Come on. You lose weight, you gotta buy new clothes. You see what I'm saying? So I ain't doing it for, no, not to be cute, I'm doing it to stay healthy. Keep, the di keep sugar down and uh, diabetes, there were diabetes and cholesterol and high blood pressure. That's why I'm doing it now. It used to be we would do things, it didn't make, it was insignificant. Pleasing people. Pleasing people. Trying to do everything you can to please somebody. Where they at? Let me do it this way, where they at? 
It's insignificant what people think. Remember that, those days when you try to do that? When you try to please other folks? It's insignificant, you see? What is important is Jesus Christ and him crucified and you are under the authority of the power of the Holy Spirit. And you have that in you, you see? You're beautiful, say that, I'm beautiful. God created me, God created me. In, his own image. in his own image. And I ain't never heard anybody call God ugly. That's right, that's right. And if, and if you do, go outside, because we don't want him coming and striking now, and us and the rest of us, you see? So it's insignificant, you see? That, that, that goal and that title, there's been a many a person that's got the goal and the title, and once they got that title, they found out, what was I thinking? You understand? Because there's nothing to it. Anything man can reach is insignificant. Anything that man can give you is insignificant. Because it won't stay. All right? Are, we, are you with me? We doing all right? Pastor Paul okay. called all that stuff dog dung. Yep. I love this. This is in here. The message. Dog dung. Everybody gets quiet in church. We got the most holiest, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost people. They get offended when they hear the, uh, the scripture through the message, use words that they use every day. Right. Right. It's what it is. You need to think about that. It's foolishness. It's, here's my favorite word. That's crazy. Go ahead and tell you, I've been looking at that. That is crazy. You see, and I'm talking about some of the things that I thought were important. Some of the things that I thought were important, that's crazy. And see, I'm a person that likes to uh, uh, do the 30-30s when they show the different football players and basketball players and athletes and the problems that people have. Uh, and I look at so many of them and what their lives have turned out. Their dreams and visions, their, listen to me, their dreams and visions has given them a lot of money to drug out. And the pressure and the stress that it takes to stay at the level that they stepped on that field or that court or whatever, or that job, whatever it is, it's caused them to drug out. We read it all the time. Right. You see, they would have been much more happy if they would have just got a degree, got a job, and got a great family and served God. You see? Because you, you can only live in a house so big. I never wondered. I look at some of the houses some of the stars have, and they're as big as this church. I'm talking about the whole church. Who, who needs something to live like that? That's right. And then there's somebody, whether we know it or not, there's somebody in a two-bedroom apartment just full of joy Amen. because they have Christ in their life. They have no title that for man's gift, but they, the greatest title they got is uh, uh, they saved, they're a child of God. Yeah, they're a husband or a wife or a mother or a father. Great titles to have. Amen. They have a beautiful home with joy. Do you understand? You see, um, I, uh, just like it's a beautiful day today. We're going to get fed and uh, spiritually, and many of us will go home and, and we'll eat or whatever you're going to do. And some of you will watch the game uh, with your family. Wow. And you're not incarcerated. You understand? You're not in a hospital bed. You see what I'm saying? You, you're there because you want to be there. You see? The greatest joy that I have is the time that I spend in my house. And the second, the second is when we go out and watch my little grandson 
uh, uh, play flag football. And, 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 and he, just, he just thinks he's all that. Must have got it from his grandma. So, it, <laughs> so uh, uh, but to go ahead and watch him do that, it's just fun. And they don't keep score, he don't know what score is anyway. Yeah, he got three flags uh, yesterday, and yeah, he got three flags yesterday and an interception or whatever, and he, yeah, he's excited. He sent me a video when he was bouncing the basketball, and he was bouncing it and double dribbling it, and he said, you see this, you see this, this is who I am. <laughs> and I'm like, kid. And I told you, uh, he was running, and the last year he was running, and the kid was getting to make a touchdown by the DJ, and he's supposed to grab the flag. The other team. He's supposed to grab the flag. He was racing him to the end zone. And it was, <laughs> he beat him to the end zone. The people were cheering because the kid made a touchdown. He thought they were cheering for him. <laughs> you see, the, that is joy. That is joy. And I'm like, really? <laughs> you see, but he, it didn't matter to him. And after everything's over, and you know, he's got a family, they got all kinds of food and all this. He was excited. They give him a little sack with some candy in it and apple and orange. He's probably got a whole refrigerator full of apples and oranges and candy. But they gave him that. That's joy. That's joy. That is joy. All right. Again. Paul had to see all the same significance, and he says, so that I may be enriched in the reality of knowing Jesus Christ and embrace him as Lord in all of his greatness. That's what you want to do. You want to know Jesus Christ and embrace him in all his goodness, power, courage, strength, knowledge, wisdom. Nothing like it. Nothing like that. I'm on the next page. Yeah, verse 12. Okay. But he says, I admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness. And I have done this one more than anything. I just love this scripture, and I'll be doing it as much as I can. I wish I could do it every week, but you all would get bored. Say, no, Pastor. No, yeah, because we could do it a different way now. All right, here we go. We admit what? That I haven't yet acquired that absolute fullness that I'm pursuing. But guess what? He says, I haven't got it together yet, but I'm pursuing it. Guess what that means? I'm still alive. That's right. I still got time. I got, still got things to work on. There's nothing wrong with having things to work on. Every one of us ought to be excited about, we got things to work on, because that means you're still alive. You got time to, to fix some stuff. You got time to, for you to fix some stuff, and you got time to let God fix some stuff in your life. All right? He goes on to say, and I run with passion into his abundance. And, and, and you know, I like running. Uh, track coach here. Uh, he said he runs with passion. And that, when you, you all, if you watch those, uh, the Olympics, those, there's a passion that those athletes run with. Right. There's just something special. And, and the grace that they have and the work that they've put in four years, every four years with three years, five years this time. But they have that grace and they run with a passion. They love what they're doing and they admire what they're doing. Because let me tell you something, you ought to admire the spot that God put you in. Right. You ought to admire the race that God put you in. Come on. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. 
you see, you'll never get tired of the race he puts you in because you will never fail in a race you put you in because the race God's put you in, he gives you the tools to be able to finish it. Are you with me? He says, I run with this passion so that I may reach the purpose for which Christ Jesus lay hold of me to make me his own. Yes, it's about the purpose that God laid for me. Do you know that it'd be okay? We got some parents in here. Do you know that you don't know who you're raising? Your purpose may be able to, you're raising a president. Yeah, a doctor, a lawyer. Yes. 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 You know, one of the things that bothers me now that Saturday, uh, Sunday is the, the old Saturday. These kids are out in sports and doing everything else, and uh, half of them don't want to be in what the parents have got them in, but they are doing all that other stuff. No, I want, first of all, my child to run the race, the purpose that God has put before him, and then I will be obedient to God to help my child run that race. But before you do that, you better understand your own. You see? You see, Mary's cause was to birth Jesus. Amen? Amen. You don't know who you birthed. That's my baby. It could be bigger than that. You see, I'm glad that Dr. Plinky, mother, birthed him. That's my oncologist. Some say he's the best in the city, and he takes good care of me. When one doctor told me five to seven years, Dr. Plank, he said, I got you. Yes, 25, yes. And then they changed my medication about a month ago. About a month ago, and he says, yeah, you can use this four or five years, and we can change something else. I'm good. You say, I'm good. Thank God. Thank God for those scientists that are working so hard in those labs to come up with, yes, with vaccines, not just for the virus, vaccines for everything. You see, you, you know, there's more, there's more. I'm so sick of hearing about this virus, ugh. But there's more, thank you, there's more to it than that. We're grateful for those people who work hard in there. You see, we're grateful that God blessed them to have the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding, because it's like school teachers. God blessed the school teachers. I'd last one day. God bless them. You see, the school teachers got to put up with your little brats for all that time. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. No. Yeah, because I've heard things that goes on in the class. I'd have been scared to go home. I'd have been scared to go home if I'd have got a telephone call. You see, Isaac's back here like, he know the deal. But we're grateful for those people. So we ought to be thankful in the United States of America of all the good stuff that's going on in here. And, allow, and it's good because there are people that God has called and they're working out the purpose that he's given them to help us. You understand what I'm saying? It, it, was, it was exciting to me uh, when I see a young man say, Pastor, we're losing all the men. I could sing. Isaac talked about that earlier. And came right up here. One and, and, and doing his gig. Amen. That's his purpose. Yeah. Are y'all with me? Amen. We love the praise team. Amen. Yeah. 
We love those people back there that keep all that stuff going so folks can look at us at other places. They do a good, nobody even sees them, right? See, they had no, they had no idea that one day that they'd be doing that, that people would be looking at us all over the country because of those folks. You said, that's a purpose. And once you do God's purpose, and you, it fills a part of you up that you never had felt up before. Do you understand? All right, where am I at? Verse 13. Okay. Because there's the key. He says, I don't depend on my own strength well, to accomplish this. I got past that. I got past that. You need to leave that. You ain't strong enough. You ain't strong enough. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So that means you ain't strong enough without he that is in you, meaning he, the Holy Spirit, is in you. All right? He says, however, I do have one compelling focus. Uh, he's, if I'm focusing on one thing, he says. I forget all of the past. Come on, people. Say, I'm going to forget all the past. I forget all the past. All right. And I fasten my heart to the future instead. And I'm... Do it again. I fasten my heart to the future instead. Here. The most important thing is your future. You got a future. You got time for the past, the mistakes and the failures of your past. What are you doing? What are you doing? You have a future. Do you understand what I'm saying? My, my thing is that I want to be up here. One of my classmates asked me, uh, uh, they call me Chester. Chester, when are you going to retire? I said, when I can't think, talk, and walk. You see, I'm not going to let a number tell me it's time to retire. You see, you see, I'm looking like Stanley's 80 some years old. I'm going to a movie just to see the lines. And Clint Eastwood's in a movie. He'll be 92. So I'm just going to go see how a 92 does, makes it in a movie. I don't care if the movie's good or not. I want to see how a 92 year old can deal with that. And there's a good thing and there's a bad thing for y'all. The good thing is I'm going, the bad thing might be, I might be trying to stay up here until I'm 92. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? All right. All right. Here we go. And Paul finishes by saying, I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. I'm running my life to get the praise from Jesus Christ, my Lord. Period. I'm running this life to get the victory from Jesus. If you live your life to get your rewards from Jesus Christ, you will have joy every step of the way. That's right. Every step of the way. All right? Now, That's a lot of food. Yeah, we're, we're going to go on and do some more anyway, because I just feel like it. Let's keep going. Y'all don't mind, do you? All right. Turn with me to Hebrews 12. I'm going to read verse 1 and 2 from the voice and the message. He says, so since we stand surrounded by all those who have gone before. You people always talk about my old mama and my daddy and my grandpa. They all looking down here. I don't know if that's possible or not, but we need to act like it. So that means we have a cloud of witnesses. There's somebody looking at you. For sure, we know some people looking at you around here, but there's a cloud of witnesses. And, 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 and this, this is the key. Didn't I say edit yourself? Yes. 
When you edit yourself, this is what you need to do. Uh -huh. Go ahead. Drop every extra weight. Start throwing some stuff off. In your households, in your personal life, in your household, start throwing some stuff out. You edit yourself, you find out it's not any good, it's not of God, it's hindering your growth, throw it away. Put it on the curve and don't go back and get it out of the trash. You see, there's a scripture that says don't, no, that's mine. But there's a scripture that's kind of like that. Uh, don't let the same dog bite you twice. I think that's from the Gospel of Johnny, all right? The scripture says don't, don't only a dog turns back to his own vomit. That's scripture. You say, I'm not going back there. Throw that weight off. I know some of you, you've been through some difficult things in your life. Some tough things are happening to you in your life. They're weighing you down, people, so that you can't run the race God has for you. Dump them. Dump them. And then don't let nobody else put them back on there. All right? He says, dump every sin that clings to us and slackens our pace. God, that stuff, it, it clings to you and it slackens you. Shame. Shame will cling to you. I'm not worthy. Really? Really? Jesus Christ took care of that on Calvary. You are worthy. Don't let that cling to your past. Sure, you've had some parents that didn't do what they should have done. Some of you have been in worse situations than that. It's time to get over that stuff. Leave it. Leave it alone. It'll leave you alone. All right? And let us run with endurance the long race set before us. Let us run with endurance the long race set before us. And it could be in sickness. But we keep running. We keep running. You know, in my day when they played sports, now you can bust your finger down there take you in a tent and look at it. In my days, you know, they just look at you, let you sit over there, well, get your breath. That's right. your, your leg's about to fall off. They say, get your breath so you can get back out there. That's right. You see, but we run in the race that's set before us. Yes. People, quit shortening yourself. You're taller than that. You're bigger than that. What have I taught you? How big are you? Live that way. Right. Live that way. I'm going to go down to verse 2 of the message. Okay. He says, keep your eyes on Jesus, who both began and finished this race we're in. Jesus had come to He done it. And we ain't there went through nothing Jesus Christ went through. All right? He says, study how we did it, how he did it. We're going to study Christ. How did Christ, you remember when Pilate, when Pilate said something to him? Are you the Christ? That's right. He didn't argue. He said, you say so. And then he told him, you don't have any power over me unless God gives it to you. That's, right. That's what we had now. Mm -hmm. Satan don't have any power. Quit. He don't have any power over you. Amen. He can't do nothing to you. God may let you go through something, but Satan ain't got nothing to do with that. Guess why? Because greater is he that is in you, he's in the world. He's scared of you. He's scared of you, he's talking trash. You see, he's talking trash, because he, see, uh, you ever see, well you all didn't, maybe you be around somebody that's uh, talking crazy, because they know that if they get in a fight, they're gonna stop it. 
You see, that's, that's, that, that's where he's at. He knows he can't whoop you. Because he knows who you are inside. You see? So he's just talking trash. He knows who you are inside. He knows this scripture. You need to know it. And accept it. You understand what I'm saying? All right. So come on, church. Study how he did it. Because he never lost sight of where he was headed. Don't lose sight of where you're headed. You're headed to that higher calling in Christ Jesus. That's where I'm headed. Where are you going? I'm going to that higher calling in Christ Jesus. Oh, man. You, you, all, you all into that Christianity. Yeah. All up in it. Come on. That's right. Amen. All right. The scripture says that exhilarating finish in and with God. That's what we're trying to do up in here. All right. He could put up with anything along the way. Yeah, he, you can deal with anything along the way. Cross. Shame. Whatever. Whatever. Jesus dealt with it. You can deal with it. You have the power to deal with whatever comes in front of you. And now he's there in the place of honor. Right and God. now he's where? He's at the right hand of the Father. And guess what? We're going to be like the scripture says. I fought a good fight. Paul says that. Mm -hmm. I kept, I finished my course, kept my faith. Right. And I'm ready to be offered up for my crown of righteousness. There's something better for you than what you get here. That's right. If you give it, if you walk like God would have you to walk. Amen. The one thing that will slow you down. Everybody look at my mouth. Get out of there. Get out of your yesterdays. Get out of your past. Sure it hurt, but it, the more you keep thinking about it, the more it's gonna hurt you. Release it, release it. Here we go, Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we release anything in our past that's hindered us from growing spiritually. We wanna grow spiritually. We know there's no time cycle when it's in, with you. It's about you now for the rest of our lives. Everyone in the sound of my voice, including me, we want to walk out of our past and walk in the newness of Christ. We, we, we understand that there's a higher calling than yesterday. We have a future and we prepared to, to run it the way you'd have us to run it. And we're not going to let anything hinder us from running it at the pace that you have set before us. Yeah. Satan is a liar. And the truth is not in him. He is the father of lies. The flesh is a liar. We don't let our flesh, our nature, say things to us that cause us to slow down. Because we are spiritual beings created in the spirit of God. And we look like you. We can walk like you, talk like you, think like you. That's what we have. We are God conscious now. And as long as we're God conscious now, we are able to walk like God would have us to walk. Believe it. Say amen.